Hey guys, Bobby and Brandon here. Before the show starts, we want to say that we stand with all the protesters and activists against racial injustice and systemic racism. It now is the time to listen to the voices and people of the minority community and find out what you can do to help. Now let's get to the show. From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, You can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open to this cold beer and let's get after it. I wasn't quite prepared. I actually opened that like while it was still <laughs> on the plastic thing, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a long, well, I guess it's only Tuesday, but it was a long weekend, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. I was uh, went up to Cincinnati this weekend, see uh, Ryan and Sarah. Super fun, man. Their new house, super dope. Went over to, to Ryan Geist. Uh, had, a, had a bunch of beers, obviously. They had their house gagement party. So, uh, you know, went to that, got a... Got, had a had a pretty good little time, man. How about you? What you been up to? Oh, uh, just helped my mom. We uh, my mom get start moving, getting her stuff into a pod for the move. Uh, we bit, my wife and I built some shutters. No, bro, this is the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're uh, getting. Uh, I think she's doing one pod and having a moving company do the big stuff, and then we uh, we're getting her unloading the new house. I think at the end of the month. So excited for that! Don't forget to check out our one and maneuver store to get all the apparel you need. Check us out on Patreon to see a bunch of behind the scenes content, help support the show. Go subscribe on YouTube, and you'll still be entered into win giveaways and possible some uh, tickets once we hit that 100 subs. So let's move into some news. Uh, the NHL Phase 2 has begun in, well, today, I believe. It's the 10th. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow from when we're recording, when it comes out, it would have happened a couple of days ago. So, yeah. you know, yeah. be so, prepared. Well, if, it, oh, if you listen on release day, it came out, it started yesterday. But Phase 2 pretty much uh, entails small groups in the facility, max of six. So not much. I think it went from like a max group of four to six. So basically like one line with the defense pairs allowed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not even including the coaching staff. So uh, true. Six with coaching staff is like you one coach and like and fair. Yeah, fair. Maybe they'll maybe they'll have them like at the announcing stand <laughs> yeah. and like you know just yelling over the PA system. <laughs> yeah, like hey, hey, no. <laughs> He's like, you can't even stop me. You're all the way up there, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm so, well, I can't hear you. I'm so I can't. You know, there's a mic issue. Uh, but some more news came out about the. Uh, the playoff situation, the uh, rounds will be reseeded. Ah, that's that's awesome. going to be dope. That is, see, that's what all all leagues should do is reseeding, like the NFL does. Like, man, I mean, as far as when we're talking about just the playoffs in general, no question, the NHL is the most exciting because, I mean, you can turn on any game and they're just full blast going. But as far as how playoffs are done, the NFL beats everybody in the in, in major sports, in my opinion. I yeah. mean, they reseed. They have two buys. Well, now they have one buy, which is even better. It's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, man, I think that that's, a, that's such a good call because, again, you, you know, what is the advantage of being that number one seed, especially if you're having to round robin to find out if you're the number one seed? 
if there's no reseeding, you know, I mean, if the Habs happen to slip past and I mean, you want to be the number one seed to play them. So that makes a lot of sense in my mind. Yeah. But all right. And then we also found out we don't have a player, but the a Penguins player uh, was confirmed to have coronavirus COVID-19. And so this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. At what point, you know, how many players have to get it for them to cancel it or postpone it? Now, let me push things off. Let me hit you with this. What if they all just got it and then we're good? You know, I mean, like nobody's going to give it to anybody. So <laughs> come on, NHL. They got to set up a kissing them. booth before before the playoffs. Just in, well, no, I'm just saying like, you know, I mean, when they're getting their, you know, their shots and they're getting taped up and stuff, I think they just, just pop a little COVID <laughs> in them, dude. You know, like, hey, you're good, bro. You're going to be all right. You have access to medical care. Yeah. So. Game two, and they're all throwing up on the benches. There's like no scoring at all. But see, <laughs> that's when they call in people like us, dude. Like, <laughs> we're in. They're like, you played any hockey? I'm like, no, but all your, players are, all your players are dead. So, <laughs> so I mean, look, I, I get it, buddy. Yeah. Come on. Let me in the, let me in the squad. But, but we got a... All right, so let's move it. Uh, so we're moving things around a little bit. Let's uh, look at some news from outside the NHL. Uh, Dalvin Cook to hold out until a reasonable extension is offered. So, and I wish I'd found, wish I'd made that trade last week. I could have gotten Madison uh, pretty cheap. Now, for, for who? Who, were, who was the trade for? Uh, it would. I would have. I would have gotten Madison and like a, a handful of like second round picks for Kareem, for Cream Hunt and like a, a second round pick or something like that. Yeah, and I at mean, the time, I was like, I'm not giving up the number one handcuff for the number two handcuff. Now, I would have been giving up the number one handcuff for possibly a starter. I mean, the the cost to actually hold out now is substantial because, I mean, I don't think the teams can waive the fees. And the and <clears throat> I don't think teams can waive all the fines now. Used to, the team could just, all right, if we sign Joe, we'll just waive the fine. So, like... You got to really think, you know, that you're you're worth it. And I mean, as a guy that had a good one half of a season, a really good season last year, but plagued by injuries. Yeah. But I'll tell you what that does excite me for uh, more personally. Robbie has Dalvin Cook and he's been touting his running back. So <laughs> I hope that uh, sorry, Robs, I hope that I hope he holds out forever. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting something new now, and what we'll be doing is taking a look at NHL drafts throughout the years, and we'll be, we'll be picking five guys, uh, three forwards, two D-men, and a goalie to build a team around from from that draft year. This week, we are doing the 2000... 2000- uh, I'm so sorry, Bobby, um, and I don't know if you realize this. Your math is garbage because two plus one plus two plus one is actually six guys. That's so six, I'll be drafting yeah. <laughs> six. You can draft five and I'm cool with that. Uh, I meant I, to say we're taking, we're taking a starting five and a goalie. But I also, I also wanted to highlight because this was my, my, my point of, of doing this. And I was, it was, I was pretty hard lined on it. We're not going to be doing 2000 through 2020. No, every episode. I was no. like, bro, I do not want to hem myself into 20 episodes no. of just doing this. We'll be so. coming back to this. We might skip a couple. Of, if we look at a year and say, Ugh, which we should have done that for this, because this, this year was pretty weak, but it we want a weak we, year. I want to start off on a round number, but so we'll start off with 2000 and we uh, might come back to this. Maybe every four or five episodes, we might do it again. Yeah. I mean, we'll, it's just really going to depend on if we got some hockey stuff for you guys. You yeah. know, this is a great way. I mean, as far as the, 
as far as the uh, GM grades went, that wasn't something we could space out. We needed to do all yeah. of the different divisions, and it, and it made it easy to split it up. But that was fun to talk about because it's current. We get to we we get to look into this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but just doing twenty straight episodes of of drafts would be rather Not boring for good. both us yeah. and <laughs> and probably you too. Yeah. So, um, so that was my point of contingency. And it was for y'all. It was for y'all yeah. out there. So no, I didn't want to do twenty straight episodes. Of that of he wanted doing to do. He said, "Bro, let's do. <laughs> hey, no, nothing else. Let's not do anything but the." Draft. I actually said we should start at nineteen sixty <laughs> and just work up. Well, he said, "Let's do. Let's start at nineteen sixty and let's fully redo the draft yeah. of who got drafted that <laughs> all year. seven rounds. All seven <laughs> rounds. We're gonna have. We're gonna get guys in to be different teams and stuff." I said, "Look, guys." <laughs> No, we're not doing it. <laughs> All right, but let's get going, man. You got that coin flip app, yep, bro? so we'll be flipping a coin to see who goes first, and then we'll swap every week. So you want to call it this week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to call. I'm gonna obviously go tails never fails, bro. That's me. It is heads. Oh, no. Which there is a super, bit. There's a super clear 101 in this draft, Yeah, dude. and that is Dang it. Henrik Lundqvist. All right, all right. I'll cross him off my list. Uh, but it makes this, it's kind of an interesting format that we're doing here because once a, once a guy is taken for that position, then obviously I don't have to draft my goalie until very last. So yeah. I think that there was another pretty, uh, pretty clear answer, um, that I'll be taking for my right wing, Scott Hartnell. Uh, I mean, he's, oh. he's still dominating, uh, to this day. I, mean, I wouldn't say dominating. Well, he's retired, so not to this day, but last Have year. Have you seen him play pond hockey, bro? He is <laughs> dominating, okay? I mean, he's playing, let's just say this, he's playing hockey as well as anybody is playing hockey right now. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, but no, I feel like Scott Hartnell it was never the huge superstar, but what he's going to bring to my team in a heart, which you know I, I value a lot, like you got to bring some heart to it. But also some physicality uh, while still being able to score score some goals. Um, so Scott Hartnell, welcome to the team, buddy. Glad to have you. I mean, we're talking twelve hundred and fifty games played, three hundred twenty seven goals, three hundred eighty assists. Uh, well worth it, you know. I think that uh, I think that he's going to be a be a strong candidate and one of the more recognizable names too. So if we're getting a a vote on this draft, I don't know if we're going to be doing that. I feel like that was a, a strong pick by me. So good yeah. job, Brandon. So are we, go out there. are we just doing uh, three forwards? Or are we doing right wing, left wing, center? I'm going to do right wing, left wing, center to, okay. build, to build my team. You can do it however you right. want to do and it. Scotty was your right wing? Scotty is my right winger. All right. So that means I had a right wing, so I don't have to take him just yet. So then I guess I will take a uh, – so that's weird. On my – I had Scotty as a left winger on my – on my sheet. I think he's played both. But okay. I mean, he was drafted. When I did my research, he was drafted okay. as a right wing. So that's the thing about wingers are, yeah, yeah, eh, I mean, you can pretty much, if yeah. they've played it at some point, I'd be cool with you taking one guy on one side or, or yeah. the other centers. I think we need to have, um, a pretty, you know, they need to have been a yeah. center, you know? So I'll go ahead and the center is important. So I was split between two centers. And the fighter or the guy that's going to win you games. And so, obviously, I'm going to take Paul Gustad. Oh, 
freaking my center, that, dude. It's multidimensional. And I mean, he was originally taken at 220. He was never a super huge prolific goal scorer in his 721 game, uh, 20, 727 game career, only 89 goals, 142 points. But, uh, but what he brought, I mean, he played for the Preds here for a while. And I mean, he was that guy at the end of the game you brought in to win a faceoff. Yeah. Um, so not a not a bad call, buddy. But I'm gonna go ahead and close my tab on him since he has been stolen from me. I didn't think that you were gonna <laughs> take him, so uh, a little upset about that. So I can save my center. I feel like the next choice is a little tougher for me because I'm kind of torn between a couple guys. But I think there's one that you would take over the other guy that I want. I think I'm going to go with Marion Gabork. Um, so, so I guess we're looking at different sets because I had him down as a right wing and that's why I didn't take him. He was drafted as a left wing. All according right, so to I, I think doesn't I, matter. I'm Two looking at wingers. hockey reference. We'll okay. Hockey reference. Now I'm on hockey reference, but on the draft, I'm on the NHL draft okay. thing I did. He was a left <laughs> winger. Uh, yeah, but so two wingers again. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. So I was like, I'm not, I don't have to take him yet because you just took your right winger. All yeah, right, so we'll do um, two, just wingers. Um, yeah, thank goodness I just got to got to rob you. So I'm going to go uh, Gabork uh, here. I think that uh, one of the more pro, of the 2000 draft, at least, one of the more prolific offense guys um, to kind of pair with, with Scotty, uh, who you thought was a left wing anyway. So, I mean, it really works <laughs> out. It really yeah. works out for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Gabork is gonna gonna come play on the old yeah. squad, and I uh, thought that that was a pretty good choice. So, my wings are done. So now that your wings are done, my, I have two choices between Dan, uh, Danny Heatley or Justin Williams. You've got a guy who was originally taken at number two with a lethal slap shot, mm-hmm. or you got a Cup winner. He had seventy six points in a season. And I think I'm going to go with the playoff experience and Justin Williams, yeah. my, white, uh, my winger. That was my secondary as well. And, I mean, he's still playing for the Hurricanes and, and providing. I mean, I've had him on some fantasy teams. He's a big hitter. He provides a, he provided a lot, and especially in a lot of those deep fantasy leagues that we played in. Uh, I had no idea that he was so, I mean, not yeah. old, but, I mean, in, in a hockey sense, in a hockey world, old. I mean, he's 38 years old. Right? Yeah. And I don't um, know why I didn't just take a D man. I should have just taken yeah, a D man. No, yeah. Dummy. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was I was, a long day. I was <laughs> literally done with wingers, but I obviously get to take my top D man too. And I feel like that again, one choice, one choice kind of stuck out to me. Um, I'm going to go with Brooks Orpic. Okay. Um, and um, a, a pretty long career. Not the, not the best uh, offensive guy, but um but I'm gonna take him and um, and let him start out on my uh, on my D on my D line. So, Brooks Orpic, welcome to the squad, buddy. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a D man now, which uh, which I kind of gotta. You have to, <laughs> yes. I mean, um, so here's a guy who had a lot of points in his career. He was a shutdown D man um, for Detroit. I, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure his entire career. Let me look if that's correct. Yeah, he spent. Uh, almost 20 years in Detroit um, when they were not the Detroit they are now, but that's Nicholas Cronwell. Yeah. He's yeah, he a shutdown guy. That was on my list yeah. as well. Okay. So uh, Cronwell, great choice, was on my list as well for the defenders. Let me close out a couple of these. I have a guy that I want, but uh, the other guy has such a, such a much better name, you know? And like, I feel like that makes a strong hockey team is the names I that think you bring I know on. Who you're going to pick. 
I want to go. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the uh, what I feel like had the better career. I'm so, I'm tilting right here, bro. I'm tilting, man. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go with the with the guy that I feel has had a had a stronger career in my mind. Um, played a little, and he even played this uh, this past season. Nope. I'm I'm t- I'm retilting. I'm til- <laughs> I tilted. I tilted again. I'm like a friggin' tilt a whirl over here, bro. Lubomir Viznovsky. Okay. okay. He was not on my list. Yeah, because you're not picking for name value, dude. And like, <laughs> listen to that name, dude. Like, people are going to try to say it and they're going to be confused and boom. He's either hit him or he scored a goal. But I'll let you pick your next defender and, or I mean, I guess you don't have to go defender here, but. Um, That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. But uh, I'll see if it was the guy that I was, I was. All right, so I guess you picked both your D-men, right? I'm I'm D'd up. So dude. I was between Paul Martin or John Mikel Leals. Not on my, neither of them on my, or the guy that I was going to go for. So. so I either have the option between a nimble, really fast D-man that can get between players, play well on the boards, or just the all-around uh, great defensive player in Paul Martin who averaged more than 20 minutes of ice time his entire career, which is insane. And I'm going to go. Yeah, well, so did my boy Viznovsky, okay? <laughs> so I feel like you're hating on Viznovsky. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the guy uh, who gets more time on ice, uh, can play all parts of, of the ice, and that's Paul Martin uh, okay. for my last D spot. My other guy that I was looking at is Ron Hainsey. I uh, almost brought him on into the fold. He also averaged uh, 20 minutes time on ice. I think what you're thinking of is a forward averaging 20 minutes time on ice is crazy, but defenders usually do. I, th- so. I thought I thought last year the average time on ice for a D-man was like 18, 19 minutes. Well, that's, I mean, you got to remember, these guys are drafted in 2000. Yeah. So, I mean, the hockey yeah. is a different world now where yeah. you need much deeper lines. Um, but, yeah, I mean, good choice, obviously. I mean, it's not like people are sitting here – it was also through his entire like eighteen year career. So to if, to to be sure, you know, yeah. I'm not down. I'm not downplaying it, Bobby. I'm just saying it's it was more expected early on. But I wonder if there's like uh, I wonder if there's like guys out there that were or like can't believe you didn't take this guy from the 2000 draft. You know, if we got some super fans like that out there, please feel free to uh, to holler at us. Tell us who we should have taken. Okay. So I guess we're going to move into some positions where it doesn't matter now because neither of neither of us can get the other ones uh, pick. So I think that I'm just going to go with my center uh, and get uh, Antoine Vermette. Uh, I mean, a thousand game career, 500 points, 16.5 uh 16.5, 16 minutes, 50 seconds of time on ice. And on average, I believe he won a, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it, but I think that he won a cup. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah. So Vermette was a Stanley cup winner. Uh, unfortunately, it's a Stanley cup. I do not recognize because the Blackhawks uh, <laughs> were the one who won it, but he did have two, uh, uh, three of his four postseason goals ever. Game winners, two in the Stanley Cup final. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive if he was for playing for a real team. Um, so, Vermette, welcome to the squad, bro. All right. So, I guess with my final pick, I'm going to go, and I'm happy I was able to get him this late, and that is a Calder Cup winner, Dan Heatley. Won the Calder in 2002, had almost 400 goals in his uh, almost a uh, little over 800 game career. Uh, 
played with Atlanta and Winnipeg for most of his career. I think a couple of years out in Anaheim. So just a solid when he, you know, taking him at, you know, and right around when he won the Calder. So yeah. not very strong goalie class, <laughs> at least where, at least with what I could, could find. Um, your boy's going to be taking Dan Ellis. Uh, not a really not a strong career. Not that I, I mean, look, do you got some other options? For yeah, me? there was a clear number two goalie, but you are. I mean, uh, is well, it, I mean, I've already told right, you. Ilya Bergislav was was like right there. Yeah, but he didn't play for the Preds. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, at this point, you're, oh, you're going, going for votes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to go for votes when look, because like the lineups, my lineups. OK, you know, it's not it's not bad, but. It's just, I mean, I don't think that we're going to be scoring on your boy uh, Lundquist anyway. So like, <laughs> so like now Preds fans show, show them who, where the votes lie. Uh, you know, you got to play to your audience. Um, oh, really tough, tough gig because especially since, I mean, 2000, you were what, seven and I was, you know, 10 and hockey had just got here, but I really wasn't into it. I was in like freaking fourth grade, dude, you know? So um, so it was a, a little tougher. I think it'll get a little easier as we, as we go up in the years. Thank goodness we didn't start in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do a, a, a flashback episode and, and do a 1960s redraft. There we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Swan. Yeah. Maybe we'll do Maybe at some point when we, uh, run out of things to talk about, which I mean, it's me and you, I don't think that'll ever happen, <laughs> but maybe we'll do some like all decade teams or something. Yeah, that'd be dope. That would be cool. That would be something that, that would be a lot harder and a lot more differences of opinion. I mean, yeah. we're probably looking at the same type of, you know, stuff to get picked these guys. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but that was a, not a bad draft. I, uh, obviously again, you had the clear one oh one and yeah. like by far so happy the that, clear that coin flip went yeah. in my favor. Yeah. Uh, now to be fair, I am probably gonna gonna have to protest this because you downloaded the app, you flipped the coin. I never even checked to see if it was legit. I didn't even look to see if it actually <laughs> was heads. So when I pointed the screen towards you, you just didn't look? Uh, yeah, I closed my eyes so I could have so I could protest, obviously, you know, like if you see it and then, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't. But if I actually didn't see it, then I can, you know, yeah. formally protest it. And then every draft I lose from this point forward, it's because of that first one that kind of already effed me. Yeah. <laughs> but All right. So before we move on, uh, uh, you were in an Uber this weekend. It's and he said he was a pro bowler. Yeah, yeah, bro. We had this. Uh, it's it's our my boy Michael and uh, my boy Michael. He was he was sitting there and we got to talking about because the bar we were in before Knockback Nats. Shout out by the way. Um, they had professional cornhole on, and obviously there was no fans in the stands, and these guys all have their masks on and stuff. There's like eight people out there. So like, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure you guys have all probably hung out anyway, but I loved how they had, they were in a huge stadium. Anyway, I was like, why are they not just in like some guy's yard? This is cornhole. Not, you know, I mean, were they going to fill this stadium even if fans were allowed? I kind of like the fact that they're in a stadium. I want to see them in like the big house in Michigan. Yeah. Do a cornhole. That'd yeah. be dope. I mean, Empty it was not. huge. It was huge. But my thing was. My thing was, I like sports like that, that like the, the people playing them, the professionals just 
looked like guys that you'd see yeah. on the street. And so we got to talking about different sports of like curling, you know, like, you know, obviously besides Gee the Curlo McJuggernaut, um, obviously besides him, they're just like, they're like some guy's dad. And so we got to talking about other sports and I was like bowling. And then the guy, he just kind of was like, he was an older guy. Sasa almost fought him also. Uh, he was like, I could do that. And I was like, oh, you think you could bowl on the tour, bro? And he was like, I did bowl on the tour. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I was like, let me ask you this. You know, my boy, Norm Duke, because Norm Duke is my guy when it comes to bowling. And I didn't know you had like, a guy. I mean, yeah, you got to have a bowling guy, bro. Norm Duke. Are you kidding? Come on, man. I'm not a bowler. Oh, yeah, because I'm a huge bowler. <laughs> you know that about me. No. Back in the day when ESPN wasn't hot trash, every day before and before Red Zone, really, every day before football, Chris Berman and the guys would be on on ESPN and then they wouldn't have football, but it would be bowling afterward. So you'd like come back to the TV and my boy Norm Duke was just dominating. So he told me he knew Norm Duke. I just, you know, Sass and, and Wheeler, they were both like, no, he definitely didn't. I don't know. I kind of believe the guy. He was driving an Escalade. So, I mean, he's pretty reputable. Sasa tried to get him to turn down a road and he's like, no, I've lived in Cincy my whole life, bro. And like took us like on this loop and went to the right spot. And I was like, yeah, it couldn't I be that hard him. to find. Right? I tried it, dude. I, I mean, it was because I only had a first name. Yeah. And I mean, you know, bowling, he probably had to had to have his stage name on there because they're notoriously famous. <laughs> um, I tried, I, I was having a hard time, but he said it was years ago. And I, you know, he said, Oh, I was on the tour, but like, I found out that it's very difficult to research pro bowling history. Yeah. So Tell I'm going to do what, a little bit more research. If someone out there can bring us foolproof evidence that this guy, uh, bowled on the tour, you'll get a $25 gift certificate to the store of your choosing. Yeah. I mean, Michael and he bowled with Norm Duke at some point. And he drives an Escalade and Cincy. Escalade and Cincy. <laughs> what if he calls, dude? <laughs> hey, if he gives us foolproof evidence, then he gets the gift card. If yeah, and if if he does call, we're obviously gonna interview him, dude. He's yeah. gonna be our he's gonna he'll be our uh he'll be our go to guy when we need like a like bowling, bowling. Next, he'll yeah. be our bowling expertise. He'll be our bowl <laughs> yeah, like well, <laughs> You know, uh, like on Pawn Star, like on Pawn Stars, some, or whatever. Some, yeah, exactly. Some guys like, oh, I bowled a two twenty, and I'm like, well, I don't really know a whole lot about bowling. Let me call my guy, <laughs> and it'll be Michael. So, uh, so yeah, so proved to me Michael was a pro bowler. It's all, it's still up in the air. I'm gonna try to continue to do some research because I want to get my own twelve fifty to get the to get your twelve fifty to a store of my choice. You see what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. here? This is actually a long con. I didn't even know you're going to do this. All right, man. So, uh, I think we are going to move now into our, our buddy Ben's interview. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did a bunch of interviews and, uh, friend of the show, friend of ours that we met down in Dallas. He's a person of color in the hockey world. And he's a Dallas fan. Yeah. Oh, we'll let that one go man. for now. <laughs> But, you know, with everything going on in the world, uh, we were going to we, we were going to do an interview with someone else. But we decided to push that back. Uh, it's important to hear from the people of color community at this time. So here's that interview. All right, guys, uh, we have a interview with Ben Douglas, a friend of ours from the Winter Classic, uh, a 
nasty Dallas Stars fan, <laughs> and you may remember him from the segment we did on racism where we reached out to him as a person of color in, in the hockey world uh, to get get his viewpoint and, and how he was how he had to approach the hockey world. What's up, Ben? We, we told you we were going to have you back on uh, when we got phone capabilities, so how's it, how's it hanging, man? It's hanging good, guys. It's, it's hanging really well. This 2019 is not uh, hanging so great, but uh, <laughs> life, uh, life on my hands is good. <laughs> so, um, what were your feelings, your thoughts? Uh, what was your immediate, the, the immediate thought process when you heard that they were going to be canceling or suspending hockey, man? Uh, just really upset, honestly, man. And the stars um, had actually just lost a couple to to your. Who, uh, who was that? Yeah, who, <laughs> I, I, for, I forget. I forget. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. But lost a couple there to you guys, and we had a little slide. So I was like, oh well, maybe if it closes for a couple of weeks, you know, we can regain and go a little stronger in this playoffs. But uh, you know, no hockey is pretty pretty devastating. So we met at the at the Winter Classic. Obviously, you got the upper hand in in that little exchange. So you want to kind of go over your your experience. What are your thoughts of Dallas? How did you how did you enjoy the the Winter Classic? Well, man, the Winter Classic was amazing. That Cotton Bowl uh, with all those people was was just something else, man. I walked up, uh, you know, up to our seats and just looked at everything. And it just like, almost made me cry. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so awesome. It was amazing. We had amazing. such a good... But, um, go ahead. We had such a good section, too. It was funny. You ended up being in the same exact section as we were for the game. Well, it's crazy. And then the same bar. And that's, you know, that was the probably the one of the highlights of that trip to Dallas was, you know, I got to Dallas and we walked around and ate some food somewhere in that deep Elm area. And then Ended up at this bar, and I was just like, "Where's you know, where's all the Dallas Stars <laughs> Predators jerseys everywhere?" And um, later uh, to find out that it was where you guys were having, uh, I guess, the Na- Nashville like fan club kind of night before the game, and ended up being there. But met you guys, and you know, had a great time drinking some beers with y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. So earlier in uh, today, we interviewed uh, Brock McGillis. Not sure if you're aware of him. He was uh, the first professional hockey player to come out as gay and so he gave us some in insight of being a part of that community in the hockey world and one of the things he had to say was that he didn't really see eye to eye with hockey is for everyone month and pretty much said that you know it's kind of putting the uh the, the buggy before the horse and you know it's not really good for the community so as a person of color what are your views on the hockey is for everyone month and and, and also you know black history month in, in the hockey do you think you know them just kind of playing a couple clips from Willie O'Ree's history is enough? Do you think, what, what do you think they could be doing more to out, uh, to reach out to the community? Yeah. Good question. Um, well, that's tough. I think, you know, not this three months, or shortest month of the year, but you know, I think <laughs> hockey trying to bring <laughs> hockey, trying to bring it in is, fun. I don't know. It's hard enough would be, um, you know, I think they could do a little bit more, maybe see some, you know, special Jersey nights or something like that. Um, you know, do a little bit more, I think, during the games and, you know, with the fans opposed to just, you know, setting up a van here and there, and, right. you know, walking through the short van of, of Black History Month. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hockey, the hockey for everyone, I think, it's, you know, it's a great way to, to expose hockey to uh, kids who want to play hockey, but also just want to, you know, see what the game's all about. You know, you talk to 
85% of people and they don't know what hockey is or the rules or they say, Oh, I try sure. to watch it on TV, but I can't follow the puck or I don't know <laughs> what the rules are. Um, so I think just, you know, I think getting more kids out there playing is going to bring, you know, better, probably, you know, you'll see more uh, different types of athletes, maybe uh, starting to get into hockey and maybe not just specific, you know, someone's grown up and played hockey their whole life, but someone's played football or soccer and like, Hey, you know, that's this hockey thing's pretty cool. So putting your, uh, you know, fandom aside, uh, you know, before the pause in the season, who was your pick to win the cup? <laughs> oh, man. Hockey bias aside. I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, I was, oh, man. It's hard to go against my stars. But. <laughs> well, I mean, they had a they had a really good team. Yeah. They that that was definitely a team that could have had the star power and the 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 amount of players in the lines that I think could have gone far. I mean, that would that's not a crazy pick, even yeah. though that's your that's your team. Um, right. You know, my my and pick I was the Bruins. Boston. Yeah. So yeah, I hate Boston, but it's hard to get, it's hard to get against them there. So my so kind of expanding on that, do you think that what is what is your your hopes for how they're gonna bring back hockey? Are we gonna start at the playoffs, or are we done for the season? And uh, what do you what do you think's gonna happen, and what what do you want to happen if uh, if it were to happen? Man, yeah, I don't think we're going to see hockey until next season, unfortunately. Um, Agreed. Yeah, you know, and I think it'd be lame to come back and just start with the playoffs, the teams that are in there now with teams that are sliding or teams that are playing hot. So it just wouldn't be fair. So I think that the fairest thing is they probably should uh, give the, the cup to the winner of the Winter Classic. Oh, well, that would, I mean, that would be. Now, let me hit you with this. Do you think we should, instead of making it the winner of the Winter Classic, we can do the team with the first goal in the decade? Yeah. Uh, how do you or, about that? Or the, team that, or the team that beat the defending cup uh, winners in a, in a four-game series. Ooh, see? Yeah, which see? coincidentally would be the see, Preds. Then? What do you, oh, my goodness. Was it the Preds? Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll just, we'll just take that. We'll put it in the trophy case. Um, okay, so... If the if it, it, the thought process is there's been enough games played, there's probably still going to be individual season awards. Who is your choice for the Hart Trophy this season? Um, probably McDavid. I'm go McDavid. Okay. No, I mean never can go wrong with uh can't can't go wrong with McDavid for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, what about what about the Norris? For defenseman, who you think was was going to come out is going to come out with that Norris Trophy? Um, I'm going to go with my stars, Nico Haskinen. You know, the okay. Right. Playing, you know, playing. Okay, okay, not a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. So you're a big, you're a huge. You know this, you know this podcast uh, is not exclusively sports. You're a huge Marvel guy. Is that that's accurate? I like the Marvel for sure. Okay, so. Favorite Marvel movie from the uh, from the Endgame from the Avengers group of movies. It's got to be it's got to be Infinity War. Never have good know, call. Yeah, good call. Seen, yeah, you've never grown up seeing like a a superhero movie that ends so like tragic. You know, I was like right. shocked for for a couple minutes, like oh man, and I, I just absolutely loved that. That was great. 
Okay, so favorite Marvel superhero? I gotta go with Hulk. Okay. Love the Hulk. Always has. I gotta go with the Hulk. Awesome. You know, plays me, and I I can bop, especially on the ice with some anger. So, (laughs) the title, the Hulk. Did you did you ever become the Mark Ruffalo Hulk though, where he is basically Professor Hulk? Where he's just a super yeah. smart buff guy. No, yeah. you just want the craziness of the difference of Bar- of Bruce Banner and the Hulk, huh? <laughs> you, you got it. Being able to control it a little bit, but yeah, just going crazy. Hulk smash. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone knows this is uh, this is also a pretty big beer a podcast. You know, we're beer aficionados. Yeah. We like to crack open a beer here and there. So what would you say is your favorite beer? And especially now during this quarantine, what is your go-to beer? Oh, man. So I go to Total Wine, which is now closed in uh, the city of New Mexico right now. All liquor stores are closed. You can get your alcohol at the gas stations. But when Total Wine was still open, I was stocking up on... Sorry, we lost you. What what were you stocking up on? Sorry, we lost you a little bit there. No worries. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. No, yeah, so I've been stocking up at Total Wine, which is closed now here in New Mexico. Um, all liquor stores are. You can still get them out at the gas stations. But I was stocking up on Pearl ha- Pearl Haggard. Okay. okay. Pilsner uh, um, from Ex Novo, which is a Portland, New Mexico uh, collaboration beer, you know, or, wow. or, or company, I should say, just Ex Novo in general. And, man, that Pearl Haggard is definitely my go-to right now. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. I'm going to have to try yeah, that. Definitely. Uh, aside from the beer, what is your go-to uh, snack right now? Maybe an unhealthy snack or a healthy snack if, if uh, that's what you're doing uh, during this quarantine. <laughs> Man, eating a lot of nachos. Okay. Oh, okay. That's solid. Can't, can't go wrong with some nachos, bro. Yeah. That's what's up, dude. That's well, what's you can up. switch them up every time, add some different ingredients. It's like a whole new meal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so how is this? Um, I know you're you're in New Mexico. You told us that you were you were a big avid ski uh, avid skier, and you told us a fact a factoid that we didn't believe you, and we had to look up that Santa Fe has a higher elevation than Denver Denver Colorado, and I we told no, you like- absolutely not. That couldn't be correct. And we looked it up and we're looking like idiots like we normally do. <laughs> so has this, has this quarantine really affected, affected this? The, I don't know what the specific ski season is or, or ha- has it affected your ability to go skiing or you wouldn't be skiing at this time of year anyway, type of deal? No, we'd be skiing. You know, usually the date, uh, I think Santa Fe closes is April 20th is the latest oh, okay. wow. open tilts because it's natural forest. Okay. Uh, and national forest. But um, but they closed about, I guess, three weeks ago now. Oh, man. Ski hills. And that's in Colorado, too. I think most, most every ski hill is closed. But. You can still hike up and ski if you want to do some, you know, put in some work on the uphill. Just no, li- uh, just no lifts and stuff. <laughs> no lift service. No, no nothing like that. So you probably haven't been doing a whole lot of skiing, huh? I have not been doing a lot of skiing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been um, playing some frisbee golf out. In, I built a little frisbee golf out in the front yard. So nice frisbee golf and drinking some beers and doing some landscaping. 
Well, yeah. awesome, man. Well, Ben, it was fantastic to, to call you and catch up and, and talk to you. This has been Ben Douglas, um, a buddy of ours from the Winter Classic, a Dallas Stars fan, and Ooh. an avid skier that had to miss the last part of the se- season. Ben, we appreciate you coming on here, man. Thanks, boys. I appreciate you having me. Um, hopefully we get together here soon. and. Hopefully, watch some hockey sometime. Yeah, abs- absolutely. We're gonna come come visit you guys and uh, and and go skiing up up in Santa Fe, man. So we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Sounds good, guys. All talk right, to you later. Peace. Welcome back. What a good interview. Yeah, I mean, really powerful. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, we're two middle class white guys, you know, that yeah. have you know never had to go into some sort of sport that we are not, you know not looked at as normal people that play that sport in, in, in some people's eyes. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of good perspective on our side. Yeah. You know? but let's go into the joke of the week. Yeah. Bro. Joke go, of the week. Go and from more this, serious to, to, to the joke, man. This week we're talking about up in Michigan for you, Michigan folks up there. Yeah. The deer, the Deerfield testicle festival has been put on hold. Yeah. And that was, and then this happened like in March, but like I felt we found out about, I found out about it. And you get you sent me a joke of the week, and I was like, "Bro, I've got the most on brand yeah. thing that I've ever seen in my entire life." Mostly just because there's a testicle festival. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. And like, it's it, you know, like this is apparently an annual thing. Like, so what I'm hearing is when this gets when we find the new date, we're going up to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, we apparently got to go see all our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what is the testicle festival? Did you do any research at all? No, you know me. I don't do any research on our, on our junk. I just, uh, I just find a sweet headline. So let me go look at the, uh, go look at the website and see. I'm assuming it's a food based festival. Lanawee County's biggest and most popular seasonal festivals, because I mean, you know, when it's too cold, you don't want test your testicles everywhere has taken a hit due to coronavirus pandemic. The Deerfield American Legion hosted testicle festival will not take place in march 21st as planned as limitations on the upon the number of people together in one setting have been set by the state government in a response to combating covid19 um and i guess i would like they to got read gun the raffle tickets they <laughs> this is they us, got 50 50 bro. tickets this is us bro you got fried testicles and fried gizzards yeah dude this will be dope See, that was always my one thing on like Fear Factor that like I would have been dope at. Like all the gross things that they have to eat. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, the snake stuff. I would eat like an stuff. extra one. <laughs> right, right. Like, I mean, this is something that I'm never going to get the opportunity to try again, Joe. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to eat a bull nut, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, they get like 2,000 people a year. So technically, if they're all men, they get like 4,000 testicles at the festival, dude. <laughs> you know, give or take a few. Well, 3,999, because remember, Johnny had the accident Johnny, a couple years well, ago. Well, they ate it, though. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got some good use out of it. Uh, it started in the slaughterhouse with farmers and that. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's, I mean, it's apparently a pretty big deal. It's reached an attendance of more than 2,500 at some point. I mean... Go ahead and count it 2,502 this next year, <laughs> yeah. buddy, because we are in. Absolutely in. You think we can drag the girls up there? I mean, I'm sure we could if we just don't tell them what <laughs> we're doing. Like, hey, you guys want to go to this dope festival in Michigan? None of these are sounding like they're going to be great selling points. <laughs> yeah. 
But maybe we can do it. Maybe we get a sponsorship and do a live show up there. Yeah. (laughs) So testicle festival. Sorry for those of you that had to miss it, unfortunately. Um, But let's plan on it next year. Yeah. We have people. Oh, they, I just found another cool quote. We have people who travel three or 400 miles just for this one day festival. Do I got some news for you? Testicle (laughs) festival. We're coming. Yeah. (laughs) We're coming. But all right, so let's move into our pop culture segment. Uh, we still have not finished watching the last three X-Men movies because we've just been super busy. So we will knock out the last two Deadpools in Logan this week. But with something we were going to do afterwards, we're going to go ahead and rank our top five X-Men mutants uh, this week. Now, that's to to clarify to folks. We're not just talking about X-Men. We're talking about mutants in the X-Men world. Yeah. Okay, from the so. mo- we're taking the movies versions. Yeah, yeah. Not the comic book versions, the movie versions. They can be heroes. They can be villains. Um, This is not a who we think will win in a fight. This is our personal favorite. Yeah. No battle royale. Yeah. Not yet. We will do that eventually, maybe. Well, we, you know, we'd probably get some different team synergies and such. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe we'll do like a a ten man rumble. Yeah, but I mean, but, forget- ag- but again, on even on that, like we would probably need to just exclude Phoenix and yes. and Apocalypse. You know, yeah. like because like those two are S tier, can't really anybody beat them type of stuff. So maybe we'll do some sort of sort sort of brawl with some rules or yeah. something. And maybe we'll do a crossover with our boys over at Retcon. Uh, and have like a four-man draft to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, there but, you go. Yeah, but so I'll start us off with number five. That is Beast, man. I Kelsey Grammer is amazing as Beast. Whoever plays Young Beast is awesome. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's just a dope mutant. I'm finna hit you with this right now. Zero idea that it was Kelsey Grammer. Really? No idea. I hope it was. I'm fairly certain it was Kelsey Grammer. I mean, I'm not. Am I an idiot? <laughs> not hit, No, I'm not coming at you. I'm not saying, bro, that wasn't Kelsey Grammer. I'm saying, that's awesome if it was Kelsey Grammer. I mean, <laughs> I could see it. He was, uh, I mean, he did a great job. And I love Kelsey Grammer, so. Yeah, it was Kelsey Grammer. Okay. I'm so sorry. I meant Frazier. For, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you had me doubting for a second. No, no, yeah. I, was, I was just saying I had no idea. Not, you know, like, I didn't watch these when they were coming out and stuff, so I wasn't really paying attention to the actors. I just popped them on the t on on the TV. So, uh, loved Beast too. Yeah, what a what a really good character. Uh, I kind of more went for what the power they had, and if it was probably up to like actual characters and who they were, I think Beast probably would have made it onto my list. Well, I think his power, like especially watching his origins, like he didn't just start off with blue. He started yeah. off with like. Just like being able to climb on walls. Yeah, dope feet, climb on walls, a little bit strength. And then he like tried to like, I guess, get rid of Mystique's powers or something Mm -hmm. or cure it. And he ended up just making himself blue and a little little bit stronger. He he blew himself. (laughs) He blew himself. (laughs) Okay, so my number five, Nightcrawler. Loved him. Thought he was cool. Uh, What was it? Uh, Warner Warner Braun or something. I love the German accent, yeah. you know. Oh, hello, you know. So what's what's going on? I really wish he played more of a bigger part in like the original three. Yeah, you know, and that was kind of a kind of a sad thing. But he did play a bigger part in the later movies. Um, and I I can't you know because I know he's on your list. I can see it right now. I can't believe that you picked him because. He's literally the reason for the Dark Phoenix movie, and you <laughs> hated it so much. He could have just let her die, bro. Yeah, and I just liked I liked uh, both uh, renditions of him the before the time change you know and what? after I the time lied. change. I, I just lied. He wasn't. Uh, he was in Last Stand. 
Right, he was the one. No, no, he was an X two. Yeah, that he they you they tricked him into going in yeah. and trying to kill the president type of stuff. Yeah, so I, I've completely lied. I mean, I think I blocked that movie out of my <laughs> mind. Um, but yeah, so Nightcrawler, super awesome, really cool power, and like really kind of embraced it and learned how to use it um, uh, at, throughout the movies. Yeah. So, so my number four, and that's Juggernaut, man. Yeah, Vinny jo- Vinny Jones' pick. rendition of Juggernaut from the uh, from the from the original three was really good. I liked the Juggernaut from the Deadpool movies. But man, just what a cool character! Last Stand, he was so awesome. Yeah, I loved him in Last Stand. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you know, uh, what a cool, what a cool power. Like, yeah, you know, like oh, all he needs is some momentum, momentum to. And he, once he gets going, he can't stop. I would hate to see him masturbate. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, yeah, or yeah, yeah, I mean that that would. I hate he to be his wife. Off, he roped off his peen, dude. Like, <laughs> ah, I guess he only masturbated once. Now, does that also mean that when he ejaculates, if it has momentum, it never stops? Never stops, dude. He's, <laughs> he there, just... there is still there is still juggernaut ejaculate going into space. Yeah, I, some say that it's inside of the Tesla car that they sent up there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but great choice. What a great character. Cool addition to the Brotherhood. I liked him. Um, and I was surprised that this guy, and he played such a minuscule minor role in the actual movies, but we said movies, and you liked him a lot. Yeah. Darwin. Honestly, um, he didn't even cross my mind when I made the yeah, list. Because he was so minuscule. Yeah. He's, he he. Well, he pretended to save somebody's life, but I mean, they just killed him. So, uh, and like you said, he got, he got the short end of the stick in that, in that exchange. But I mean, just to be able to, uh, the adaptation of, of, of his abilities and skill set, I thought it was a cool, a cool addition that we, I really wish we would have got more after him just dying like this, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a, a super sad thing. So I feel like I needed to honor him by putting him on my list. Yes. All right. So my number three, and honestly, this he could be number three. The adult version of him would. I mean, he would. Uh, the adult version of him could be my number one. Yeah. That is Colossus. Yeah. Colossus from the Deadpool movies is hilarious. Yeah. I love him. The kid Colossus. Eh. Take him and leave him. A little bit of a yeah. douchebag, but he's cool. Well, but he's, what a cool know, power. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the. I mean, you got to remember, Xavier's school was like a. Like a high school. You know what I'm saying? He was just your typical jock. Yeah, but he stepped up that, and like saved the day. Sure, because he was he had a dope he had a dope power. Yeah. You know, I mean it was uh it was I mean he was a he's a very cool character. I'm not trying to say he's not a cool character, but I was also just trying to defend why he was kind of a, a D bag. Like it's not like Cyclops, who was just like a D bag with a dumb power. Well that and his like power was apparently being a, a d-bag even yeah. in different alternate realities he was still a debers so yeah colossus good choice i went with uh the better half of the cyclops family and went with havoc yeah i, I really liked how he had to like gyrate yeah. dude. and like that's really sad because he could never go clubbing you oh, know yeah. like he's just like he, i'm imagining like taking a salsa class before like before he gets married and he's and just he, throwing that shit out yeah yeah well like or just even even worse like because you know like sometimes the music just gets in you and you find yourself kind of 
Yeah. You know, you just drive in and then, oh, right through your car. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so I thought that that was pretty cool. I thought I love the uh, gyration rings that he was able to toss, toss out, you know, and he destroyed some dope statue at the, uh, at Xavier school early on. So I was like, hell, hell, hell yeah. I don't even yeah. know who that guy was, but forget <laughs> him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Havoc, you've made it to the list. Alex, I think is his regular name. Right. And like. Alex he Summers, Cyclops. Yeah, he was Cyclops' older brother. You know, I really wish they would have gotten into a fight when they were younger. And he just, woo, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, havoced him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my number two, uh, pretty much everything you had to say. Nightcrawler, what a like such a cool power. What a cool character from the movies. Uh, he became integral in the later movies. But I mean, I just teleportation is a power that if it's not done right it can just be stupid and i think they did teleportation for him yeah. right yeah because he had to have been there before well no he, he just has to see, see it. it yeah well no he said he could he could do places if like he could have seen it before or if he can even picture it in his mind like he said if someone like if he can draw if someone can like draw a picture of it and he can picture it then he can go there i do want to rewind a little bit do you always say it like that integral integral is that not yeah, right? I mean, I don't think that it's wrong. I just usually people say integral. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not. That I'm sounds not, weird. I, I thought it was it's tomato. It's a tomato to- <laughs> tomato type of deal here. But you know, I mean, I just felt like I should bring it up because if other people heard you say it, I heard you know, I heard you say it. Other people probably did if they also think it's something separate. Like, dude, the way you said it to me sounds weird. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know, like if you were to like say tomato on here i would definitely say something like i get it you can say it however you want and i do that with a lot of words i just didn't know if it was one of those things like for me anybody anytime somebody says debris i'm not about it to me it's debris <laughs> okay so so you know I, I just didn't know if it was one of those situations where you're intentionally i think doing you use it. debris is when you're going to a jewish party that is they're true debris. that is true that is true that is true <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I just wanted, you know, yeah. I'm not going to let it pass without yeah. saying something. I mean, I say zebra. Yeah, you do say that. And I, <laughs> yeah, cause I called you out on that here on the pod as well. So I said, did you say zebra? Like, I'm going to call you out if I feel like you said the word wrong or not wrong, just different than I say it. Yeah. And you know, this is America. So different is not okay. <laughs> you know, like, um, all right. So, um, my number two. It would be my number one if there wasn't, for me specifically, a number one. And that would be Magneto. Dope. Yeah, he's my Dope. number one. In the in the X-Men universe, it is the absolute coolest power. And I yeah. don't wanna I don't wanna make it seem like it isn't, but I kind of thought about like what I would like to have. So that's why my number one is different. But Magneto, I mean, because like it's hard to argue with any of the lore or the things that he could do because like metals are so ingrained in everything. Like technically, technically like, like you said, and when we were talking about apocalypse, like he can control the entire world, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was just so cool to see his power progress and the way they used him. And again, all the actors that, that did him, and it was just always so fun to see Wolverine continuously <laughs> try to yeah. go at this guy. Continuously. Like, not like he couldn't beat you if you were a regular guy. But, like, you are literally 
made of metal, dude. Yeah. Like, there's no hiding it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I halfway wonder if that's why they waited to put the mutants in the MCU, because mm-hmm. if they just threw Magneto in the MCU, how like Iron Man, uh, I mean, everyone would, I mean, ca- Captain America would just be like done. Yeah. <laughs> what? Now, to be fair, I guess vibranium is a metal, right? Oh, yeah, it's 100% a metal. I'm, you know, I mean, I feel like you came really strong at that and like. <laughs> I, I mean, you like might as well just element. ask, is, is aluminium a metal? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to bring that one up, okay? Because, like, that's not a tomato, tomato type of thing. That's a, bro, we ain't in England type of thing, okay? Um, no, but, uh, I mean, but well, I thought I thought vibranium, I guess it was a metal, but I thought it was like a, an element of some sort. Uh, I mean, a metal element. Yeah, sure. I mean, I know elements can be metal, but, like. I guess it's metal. Like, I'm just making sure. Like, it was like, it, they made it seem like it was different than other things. I guess it was just considered the strongest metal on earth. Yes. So, um, but yeah. So, I mean, that would have been, that would have been different, um, uh, for the, for the MCU for sure. They, I mean, and also the, the gauntlet, uh, the, uh, the infinity gauntlet. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Where were you, Magneto? <laughs> like, you could have saved the entire earth. Like, cause, arguably half of mutants got destroyed too so yeah i mean it was a bad call to not come help out everybody all right so your number one buddy uh was magneto man i mean just uh, especially in apocalypse man when he when he got his powers expanded on just so dope you all like everything he can just do is so cool yeah uh i mean and even when cops use plastic guns, he still just finds ways. And he and it's not just his power; it's him as a character. Well, the coolest, one of the literally the coolest things to me was when they had him in. Uh, I guess it was Last Stand, right? When they when Mystique, how Mystique put the metal li- li- like the yeah. liquid metal in the guy, and he pulled it out, or even the uh, or even uh, what was it? Days of Future Past when. Magneto, yeah, I guess it was Days of Future Past when he goes in and puts into those robots just some little bits of piece of metal so he can run, so he can run the show. Super cool, super cool. I, I, I totally agree, man. Yeah. So my number one is you guys have heard me say this before. I will never not say it, and we've even discussed this before the episode. Super speed works different in the Marvel universe as opposed to the DC universe. I mean, Flash can literally go back in time because he's so fast. Quicksilver is my guy. And so even so, even so to me, even though he can't go back in time and he's not nearly as powerful as the Flash would be in the DC universe, I just love the super speed. And also the scenes of Quicksilver were just so much fun. Uh, yeah, just they so are the best scenes. Much the, yeah. fun. Just everything slowed down, and he doesn't just save the people, but he does it in a fun way, making people punch themselves or you know throwing their guns up or tying stuff together real quick. He had had such a such a a flash about him to you know to kind of bring in the speed uh, the speedster from an, from another universe completely and also friggin' magneto's son dude that yeah. was dope you know he should have told him yeah in apocalypse and i think that he kind of would have like let his force field of metal go down and you know he just wanted to hug his little baby yeah. boy you know my baby boy oh buddy come on yeah, in so here. i just looked it up uh quicksilver the reason he can't is because he runs at the speed of sound ah. whereas the flash can run at speeds of light 
Gotcha. So yeah, gotcha. He, they said comparatively he is much slower than Flash. Yeah, and I guess you could I guess you could kind of tell that in the movies where everything was still moving. He was just super fast about yeah. it, you know, like but I still loved him. I yeah, loved no, the still, actor still, that yeah. did it, and um, and and the speed, even yeah. so, would just be that's just my yeah. All right, my so my tea. top five were Beast, Juggernaut, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Magneto at number one. <clears throat> Brandon's was Nightcrawler, Darwin, Havoc, Magneto, and Quicksilver at number one. So pretty solid top five. Eventually, yeah. we'll get around to doing like a, a Royal Rumble, maybe this week because I got a busy week this week. Uh, we'll 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 try and watch those three movies. And talk I will about not them. promise anything. Yeah, because I do not like disappointing you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and now that I think about, it, I think my one free day is tomorrow, and I've got to plant some uh, flowers in the yard before because we're celebrating my birthday this so weekend. Two weeks from now, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna shut down X Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move into what are you binging? So why don't you tell us what show you're binging? Uh, yeah, uh, I, apparently I've just totally, you know, I mean, everybody knows this about me. I just like tune you out most of the time and I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next. And so apparently you've already picked this show. I'm picking it again anyway. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. It's so solid. funny. It's just so funny. It's just such a smart show. Like, you know, and they're. You could rewatch it a hundred times and like see something new or hear something new that just like a little tiny joke in the in the side side yeah. portion of a show. So Sonny. Yeah, we could do a whole episode just talk about our favorite episodes. Oh my of that. gosh. Like you could literally just bring up just different parts of Always Sunny. And and it's so timeless that even the earlier episodes it's hard to realize like how early they were, you know, like yeah. you forget. I, I literally had an argument with, with, uh, I think it was Sass, maybe it was somebody else, but just about the first episode, like the pilot episode of Sonny, because they thought that it was like a season five or season six, you know, like when they get the, when, when the black guy gets all the people to come and they become the gay bar, somebody <laughs> yeah. argued with me like that wasn't the pilot. That was literally yeah. the pilot <laughs> episode, you know? So, um, so always sunny. I feel like you deserve a lifetime spot on here, but I have been rewatching it since it's been a while for yeah. me. So I started Constantine in the Arrowverse. What? I don't even know what this is. Yeah. So you're supposed to watch it between seasons four of the Flash, like between uh, right before you start season four of the Flash and what is that season or maybe season two? I'm sorry, season two of the Flash and season four of Arrow. It was a CW show based on the the comic. And you actually see Constantine in some of the Arrow's flashbacks on when he's on the island. And then he might come up more and he might be even in Legends of Tomorrow eventually. Is that the one guy that was the original? No. The British guy? Huh. I had no idea. Well, the show is hot garbage. It's horrible. And I'm just, I'm fighting through it. It's not good. It is like a- Don't watch it. Well, it's it, not that important. Dude. Well, clearly, because I didn't even know about it. Okay. I've, I've made the decision that I'm going to like- well, there's like a, two episodes, I think, in the season. I've watched the first four, and I'm like, I just can't do it. It's so bad. Uh, so I'm going to watch the episodes that are integral to like the main heavy, like the back plot of the CW uh, Arrowverse. But just overall, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so overall, it's just not a good show. Um, but I've also just been drinking some t- uh, Tailgate Lager, man. We're getting uh, we're drinking get, it right now. Yeah, we, we are, we're getting about five and a half cases of it for my birthday, along with some other stuff. And I'm picking it up from the brewery. So excited! It's a we had it we, at your cookout. Got yeah, pretty drunk on it. It's yeah, a it's a good beer. Did. And honestly, you left so many over. I saved six for the sod. Yeah, 
I've been having like two or three after work, dude. They're just not some nice, smooth yeah. drinking beers. And like, I mean, the thing is with a lager, there ain't like a lot you can do with the lager. Like you try too hard on a lager. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's just going to be bad because yeah. a lager is just that, you know, it's just a regular old, yeah. not light beer, but a little heavier, but not a dark beer either. So I love the, I love the tailgate lager. It's no yingling in my mind, though. Yeah. You know, it's just personal personal opinion. Um, I I don't know if I could necessarily consider that I've I've binged this, but we we did go to Rheingeist uh, Brewery there in Cincy, and I had their Truth IPA, and man, it was really really good. I really enjoyed Rheingeist, and Ryan and Sarah definitely have your wedding there because it was awesome, and I cannot wait. Uh, but yeah, so I definitely didn't binge it, but like it was one of those beers that was so good that I definitely needed to bring it up, you know, since yeah. I had it at the tap room. All right, buddy, let's go into what snaps what? your snap and your stick. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So I'll start off and that is, and we've talked about it before and that's pro uh, sports leagues being weird with fun stuff that affects nobody. Yeah. The NHL not allowing certain stick tapes, the NFL not allowing like cool cleats, uh, the NHL not allowing certain uh, celebration styles. Like there's a, there's a long list of these things. And, you know, and, and finally, like the NFL finally turned, let them start having NFL like touchdown celebrations. And it's about time. But overall, I mean, I just don't get it. Like they're like, oh, they, like you, you could win so many brownie points just by letting the players have some fun out there. Well, and the thing is, it's one of those things that literally you're going to have people on one side or the other over it. Like they hate it or they love it. but it doesn't hurt anybody and you get a discussion going between your friends and your family. Like if somebody does a really dumb end zone celebration, it hurts nobody. And you're like, Oh, that was so stupid. Like uh T.O. getting fined for pulling the Sharpie out and signing up. Like, yeah. And or, or Ocho Cinco pulling the uh, phone out of the, like, dude, that is fun. That yeah. was really fun. Whether you hate that guy, or you love that guy. Like, and now, and now that the NFL is allowing it again, like the team celebrations, like, yeah. look, and, and like, I can, um, I can kind of understand the phone. Like, I, no, I, can, I like, can't. like, listen, I don't, but I can understand the NFL's like, listen, you can't, can't have, can't, phone you out. can't have props sure. on your person while you're playing. Sure. If you want to have props in the end zone, if you have a one, they can have a little props table sure. that you can run up and every, each, each uh, player get to choose one prop they get to use. My argument, my argument with it is, is, well, you know, or not. Argue, my argument for it is when people are like, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just bad sportsmanship. Just That's put, dumb. Just put the ball down and go back to the bench. I don't know why this guy sounds like this, but it sounds like a guy that would argue that point, right? Yeah. yeah. My thing is, don't let them score if you don't want them to celebrate. Yeah. That is my one rule. I would, you know, I mean, especially the team, the team celebrations are super cool and stuff. There are some celebrations that absolutely you've gone way too far, but you're allowed three, you're allowed on. three hip thrusts. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Any more? Than- yeah, exactly. Three and you get the penalty. Like one of my favorite <laughs> times on earth was when me and me and Sasso, we played soccer together. I assisted him. I played right defense. He played right wing. I assisted him on a goal and we had always had this planned. If we were the two that, that set up the goal completely, he comes sprinting across the field and he runs and he baseball slides and puts his hand up on his head. (laughs) 
and I'm running up and I'm the photographer and I'm <laughs> taking pictures and stuff. We both got yellow cards for it. We, now, to be fair, we were in high school. Yeah, but I like, can see that. Worth it. Worth every second because. Did the coach the, get mad at you? Oh, yeah. He, he always got mad at us. I mean, I was basically. I basically. I, there's no high school coach I don't see getting mad at that. Well, and he was, you know, he was a great coach, but he, I knew how to press his buttons. Yeah. If, there, if, if our, if my high school soccer team listened to this, there are multiple times when he was being ridiculous where I just laughed at him and we had to run more and yeah. they really didn't like that about me. But like, look, dude, don't be so ridiculous. I if remember you don't want. back in middle school, I, it wasn't a celebration, but it was like a, not, not a taunt. I was playing linebacker and I pointed at the quarterback and he saw me and I did the undertaker <laughs> thing across the throat. Yeah. And no, that's a little different. And the, uh, one of the other players who was, First off, a little bit of an ass because I was like, we don't do that here. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not on oh. your team, buddy. No, no, my teammate did that to me. Uh, and then he went and told the coach and the coach got mad at me. And I was like, hey, what man. A snitch, bro. Yeah. Snitched on you? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and he was like, we don't do that. I'm like, well, uh, we do, apparently, because yeah. it was cool. Maybe you don't do that. Like, <laughs> dude, you don't tell me what to do. Like, look, man, every team needs that guy that's like willing to go. I mean, and that was me. I was, yeah. you know, I was the guy that, look, I was, I wouldn't consider myself a horrendously dirty player but i was gonna get under your skin i really like to flat tire guys you know and they'd be standing in front of me and i would just step on the heel of their shoe and they'd step forward and they'd fall out of their shoe they'd oh get yeah dude getting up from like when you tackles tire. when you're like in a big dog pile and you get up and instead of using your flat uh palms to get up you get up with and you get up knuckles, with knuckles on yeah. someone yeah. yeah now there there was one thing there was one one dirty thing i guess in quotations that you killed a guy. I don't mess. I mean, you know, well, I, I'm cool with killing guys. That's yeah. fine. Bodily fluids, dude. I'm not going to spit on yeah, somebody. That, that is, that is yeah. that's, that's messed up. Like, that's gross, dude. That's gross. You know, like flat tire on somebody's one thing. Spitting on somebody is like, we're in a different world. That's assault, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> I, did, I did puke on a guy once by accident. Well, see, again, <laughs> that seemed, I mean, it sounds accidental that you said it was accidental, but <laughs> it was, yeah. we were at the bottom of a dog pile and I just like, it was like, not like a, but it was, and he was just like, uh, and like people still have to get up. And so I'm just like, we're just there <laughs> face mask to face mask. And he just got puked on and oh, he's just gosh. like, it's in his like face. And he's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, that's my bad, bud. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a good one. Really good. Okay. So my sports answer on what snaps your stick, I kind of, lost track that we were still on yours yeah me too i was like okay. we really went far out of that people who are insistent that you have to cheer for a rival team like in a championship game or something because they're in your conference or they're in your division or something oh because it makes you look better and i get it from your point of view if you want to do that that's fine there is multiple times people have told me Oh, well, I'm going for Alabama in the national championship because they're an SEC team. Bro, I will give up pizza before I cheer for Alabama in the national <laughs> championship, dude. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. They could be playing the Monstars. And, I mean, let's go Monstars, dude. I don't care yeah. if the earth gets taken over. I will not cheer for that gross, dried blood color ever. And you will never convince me otherwise. SEC, not SEC. I 
won't do it. And I yeah. just, and like, and I'm okay with you cheering for them. I get it. Like, I get it. Like, okay, it makes your conference look better. It gives you more, you know, whatever. And I'm okay with you doing it. But there are some people that are just insistent that you do it too. Like, yeah. dude, I'm not doing it. I won't cheer. I will never cheer for Georgia and I'll never pe- cheer for Alabama. Like when Georgia and Alabama were in the national championship game together, like obviously I watched it because I'm a college football fiend. I'm going to be honest with you, Bobby. Kind of wish the stadium imploded. <laughs> kind of yeah. wish they just. That's when Bane needs to come to town. <laughs> yes. Oh, you were born into college football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I was, like, <clears throat> but I was born in the college game day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. You were recruited into it, and I was born into it. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Yeah, like, and, and it's funny. It's always it's the teams that are telling you to do that, or the guy, the people that are telling you to do that. It's never their rival. It's always your rival. Because right. the the UT fans that are like telling people to like root for Alabama and stuff in the national championship. I don't remember them rooting for Florida in 2008. It uh, depends. Some of them are, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm okay with it if you're across the board with it, but like you're not gonna you're not gonna cheer for one team. Like, look, I. I'm not a bit, I don't really like Florida, but I also really, really hate Ohio State. You know, so like when Ohio State played Florida, I was glad that they kicked the crap out of them type of stuff. But like, I'll never, ever, ever, I want Alabama to lose 100% of every game they play girls volleyball, you know, bowling, you know. Yeah, that's how I'm with Michigan. Yeah. So, so that's exactly how I am. Uh, So, it, it's not that you, if you do it yourself, I don't care about that, but you being insistent that I do it bothers me. Yeah. Okay. So I want to start off by saying that mine is not a political thing. It's a, well, I guess I'll just explain it. Borders, just borders in general, whether it's city borders, a bookstore, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, city borders, state borders, na- country borders. I, 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 like the guy, the asshole that was like, uh, so I'm going to just put out this, this random arbitrary line right here. And you're some now you're now different than me because you're on that side of the line has always just made no sense to me whatsoever. Like, you know, people like people have like especially counties like people have these like weird affiliations like, oh, I'm from Bedford County or I'm from Rutherford County. Not some. So you're not saying you're not saying the the like lines in themselves or like that are separating things. It's like the love for the specific yeah. lines against the yeah. other line. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was like, cause I kind of understand needing some sort of municipality sure. differences. Sure. Like, I mean, you know, it would, you know, I get, I was like, I was, I mean, obviously some people believe that way. And I'm like, I'm not going to make fun of how you, but, yeah. but I was like, I just did not. But yeah, like, right. Especially when it comes to like counties within a state. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like when the battle is like, Bedford County versus Cheatham County. Like, I'm from Cheatham yeah, County. But, but also a little bit about the actual lines, because it just like it's just so weird. Like when you look at how some states are drawn up, like what dumbass drew that map? Uh, well, there's actually a uh, a great History Channel show, How the States Were Made, and it's basically just all like bureaucratic and I get no, and that's what I'm talking crack. about. Like I know it's be a crack. I I, I don't think someone yeah. took uh, so took a let their kids draw on a map and say, oh well, I guess I guess yeah. that's it New Hampshire most, now. It should most certainly like like how who, dope would the United States be if they're just like regular shapes? Yeah, and it wasn't like difficult to know. Like because I mean I know traveling from like I mean we just traveled to Cincinnati, so there's like you know yeah. times where you're like swooping in and out like. 
Like there are multiple like if you go to like southern Florida, how many times do you drive through Georgia? It feels like you go in and out of Georgia like three times. Yeah, Georgia's just really trying to get their due. But I mean, <laughs> even on the way to Chattanooga, like you go to Georgia before you get to Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can I can completely get that. And it's always the people in the worst places. That are the most prideful about it. You yeah. know, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, we had 17 alligator deaths last year. Yeah. Like, bro, like, why are you bragging about that? Like, nobody cares, dude. Like, yeah, no, I, I get it. It should just be straight lines. And obviously, you're not going to get like completely straight lines, but like, at least try. Oh, like, at least like the, like, Show Wyoming, effort, dude. Yeah. Like, Wyoming's guys, like, they're just like, come on. Don't curve that. Like you know what it was? They didn't. They didn't invent the ruler until Wyoming. That's, yeah, exactly. They were just like <laughs> everyone Wyoming. else is just like uh. Wyoming, and now everybody else is like, I don't like that square state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it is super funny, especially in the U.S., where like you can like literally live at parts. Like, let's say you live next to you live in Idaho, like next to Washington State, and you can like live in a spot. And, like, potentially have bought some property on the other side and, like, like I want to go smoke weed. So, let's go to, the, like, the Washington side yeah. of my, my house, my estate. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, well, over here. It's you got like, a cop oh. looking through the window. Like, it's oh, like, he's on the li- Oh, he's in his kitchen. Damn. I keep all my guns over <laughs> on my Idaho side of my mansion. And then I smoke all of my weed on this side. This yeah. is, <laughs> that's, so, I really hope that if somebody comes to rob me. Idaho side, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that's like, yeah. super strange. And I mean, listen, I could give a, we could probably do a TED talk on the political aspects of this, but that's not this show. Yeah. 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 We're not trying. And that's boring. I mean, you go on YouTube and see that. Right. If you're trying to take our, our border talk as political. No. It, go for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like do what you do, but like, I think we made fun of every type of state and group of people. Yeah. yeah. So it's stupid. I get you. I get what you're saying. All right. My non-sports is something that is deeply passionate to my heart. And those of you that know me know this. There is a place in our our college hometown, a city that I traditionally work in, work in when I'm not working from home. And there's this strawberry patch. And they let you pay to come pick your own strawberries at this strawberry patch. What? Why are people still paying to do farm work? Are you kidding me? This is the epitome of Tom Sawyer. There was literally a book that Mark Twain wrote about picking your own strawberries. I just don't get it. How are they making money? They're literally not only doing the opposite of like doing farm work, they're making you pay for it. (laughs) They're making you pay to do farm work. And I just don't get it. And there are people that love it, like love it. Like will adamantly come at me and defend the fact that you get to go on your Saturday with your girlfriend. You get to go and you get to drive and you get to park. You go in somewhere, you pay money. And then they're like, here's a basket. Go pick our strawberries. What? Yeah. What? Uh, Just, uh, you know, and I like, I know, like, because because I've talked to a lot of people before and like, I'm, there's some people that like, kind of like agree with me or whatever, but nobody's as passionate about (laughs) it as me. 
I am very, very passionate about it. And like, I'm upset. I'm upset just talking yeah. about it right now. It wears me out. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And there's not any way that you can convince me that this is, it's cool. No, no. And you know, I've heard people that like try to like argue with me. No, like what's more of the experience. Like what? What is, a dumb experience. What if the experience is to go and do farm work, like just have a farm yourself, you know, like, do you really want strawberries? Because you know, they sell them at the store and you do not have to do farm work yeah. to get it. Like they already did the farm work. Regular farms just did the farm work and then sold it to somebody where you can buy it. If it was going to the strawberry patch and like buying their strawberries that they picked. Okay, that's what's up. I get you. I'm feeling what you're saying. Not going to the place and then picking the strawberries, okay? I just I just don't get it. I probably never will. And I'm sure that there are going to be people that this upsets. But everybody that I know knows how I feel about this strawberry place. I hate it. And I will always hate it. And I hate the time that you took me to the tequila <laughs> festival that was at, at the strawberry patch. I didn't have to pick strawberries and I got a bunch of tequila. But I was there and I knew it. And I didn't like it. I didn't like supporting the people that were tricking people into picking their strawberries. So, well, all right, guys, this was a fun episode. We uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned on our Twitter so you can vote on who had the best starting lineup from the 2000 NHL draft. Thank you to Ben for joining us today. Appreciate you, Ben. And we will see you guys next week. Stars suck. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.